This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we are again. Here we are again. <laughs> good to see you, buddy. How you doing, pal? Oh, uh, you know, I feel pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good. You know what I feel? Water in my ears. Still, from the float tank. No. Straight up? Yes. I think I have to go to see an ENT. I oh. really do have water in my ear. Oh, my gosh. I know. Dude, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry that's, that float tank just had lasting negative impacts. I don't know what's... <laughs> no, it's my, it's my sinuses, I think. I'm pulling on my ear right now. You guys can't tell. But look, no matter what, the float tank was a good experience, and I am grateful for it. Segway. <laughs> everybody welcome to yet another amazing episode of our favorite show in on around surrounding the internet podcast i don't even know how this platform works <laughs> analyze this that's what makes it so fun that's what makes it so fun the self-help podcast that just can't help itself as uh hannah gelb and myself like to discuss varying topics of wellness Mostly we just talk about ourselves. <laughs> yeah, mostly we just process. Sometimes Hannah cries. I Yes, absolutely. Can I just give you a short list of people I can remember crying in front of? Oh, yeah. One time I cried in front of my entire driver's ed class. What? Yeah. Why? I think I was going through a friend drama. It was one of those, like, late middle school, early high school, you know, when, like, you kind of... Like, long-term friendships either fall apart or, mm. like, are cemented forever. That's one of those years. Middle, the transition from middle school to high school, you either keep your elementary school friends for the rest of your life or that's when the friendship ends. Yeah. yeah. So that was, like, not working. So I was like, oh, yeah. Cry in front of that class? I've cried in many coffee shops, as you know, Hannah Hart. Oh, my God. <laughs> surprised you're not crying right now. Professors, doctors, the <laughs> dentist sometimes. What? Random strangers. Yeah, I just get... Uh, well, as we know, I was not medicated for a while. So yeah. it was just like, wow. You want to unleash, you know what I mean? You're just like, I am open to the woe of the universe, and it comes through me. You know, I think, though, I'm like, will this have long-lasting... Like, will my eyes be really healthy until I'm very old? Because they're just so constantly yeah, watered. Mm, yes, I believe so. <laughs> Wait, what's your sign again? Virgo, the worst one. Is that a- <laughs> okay? Every, every, frick, every you Virgo. Know what? I'm starting to see a pattern. <laughs> you see? You see the pattern now? Okay, I'm just saying it is the worst one. It's no, like what? there's the worst one. The worst one. It's like, well, you are a cold affectionless, plodding, ox-like person. <laughs> so you have that. I mean, you get stuff done. But, yeah. well, but good luck, you know, with relationships and whatnot. I happen to, I love Virgos. 
I'm surrounded. I have t- I have many Virgos Thanks, in my buddy. life. That's easy for you to say. You know why you're a Scorpio? That's the best one. Hey, what can I say? Watch out. <laughs> Too late. You already love me. Ha ha. Zing, Scorpio. Exactly. No, See? you know why Scorpios are Scorpios? Because they're made around Valentine's Day. So all Scorpio babies are babies that are made on fits of passion and poor decision making. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's have a baby. Nine months later, it's a Scorpio. Wow. Yeah, because it's around that time. What a great combo. I I think so. I mean, poor decisions done with passion, I feel, are just decisions. I have to sit with that because, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Just like how I don't know how I feel about today's topic. Gratitude. Yeah. Today we will be discussing the topic of gratitude. We will also be exploring gratitude journaling and hearing some of the things that you guys are grateful for. Now, before you decide to turn off this podcast because you're like, whoa, snooze alert, gratitude, that sounds boring. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But what I really want to try and unpack by the end of today's podcast is why does gratitude and the concept of it bother me so much? I'm really excited to figure it out. (laughs) Well, it's not like being grateful. Like, I think that's great. It's the commodification of gratitude that has bothered me. Yes. I mean, I've seen journals that are literally labeled gratitude journal for your gratitude practice. I mean, then I'm like, oh, I guess I I was just going to buy a regular notebook, but I guess I really need to get this gratitude notebook. Dude, I wish I had bought a gratitude journal because I have a regular notebook and I used it for our gratitude journaling exercise. I, um, yeah, I really could have used some structure for my gratitude, man. Mm -hmm. I really, really could have. But before we do that, let's hear from you. I've pulled some tweets uh, from you guys. I asked, what are you grateful for? And I just want to tell you guys a handful of things people said in response. Our first tweet comes from Jasmine. She says she's grateful for her mother. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Shouldn't we all be grateful? Uh, See, don't you feel immediately guilty? Am I like, (laughs) uh, am I grateful enough for my mom? Uh, uh, Jasmine, that's so great. I'm glad you're grateful for your mom. Here, Hannah, you pick one. I sense some guilt issues coming up in this podcast. Oh, I like this one. The moments of calm in between the madness. Heart emoji. The moments. So that person's grateful for the moments of calm in between the madness. Yeah. That's, that's nice. You could like take that a couple ways. Oh, this person said showers. I like that. I love a shower. Love a shower. Let me see. Christina says online banking. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Do you know that you used to have to go to the bank? To do things. <laughs> I know. You had to stand in line. People used to mail their bills, you know? You used to have to write out on a deposit slip. <laughs> The kids today, they don't even know what a deposit slip is. I bet they don't even know you had to interact with a whole other human to make a transfer between your two accounts. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Your account and your secret. You had Swiss to, like, account. write a check to cash. <sighs> to cash. To get cash. I, you know what? To be honest, Anna, I think people still do all of these things that we're talking about. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, like people in their 80s? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this next one says, deep fried olives. Whoa. Have not tried that. I I am grateful for olives. I love olives. Oh, my God. I love olives. I don't know why you would take an olive and deep fry it, but hey, don't knock it till you try it. (laughs) Someone wrote, I take it back (laughs) in response to this question. (laughs) Oh, someone's grateful for you writing buffering. Me, Hannah? Yeah. That's great. I'm grateful to them for reading Um, it. This person says, I'm grateful that both of my crushes are sort of friends with me. Ooh, okay. that seems like a mixed bag, so-and-so. You never know. You might find yourself tortured constantly by their friendship. That's true. You know, you're often in different stages of gratitude. Is that what somebody says? 
No, I just made that up right now. I don't even know if it's true. Dude, whoa. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts on gratitude, Hannah? What are, what are, uh, do you feel grateful enough? You know, I think it comes in ebbs and flows. There are times when I do feel very grateful and times when I don't. And I agree that it is weirdly commodified. And I think it's fucking annoying, this whole idea that you need to write it down. Because honestly, I think the most true authentic gratitude is just felt in the moment. Mm. Like sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful sky, what a beautiful tree. And then I'm like, wow, I really am grateful for those things. But that feels better than writing it down. I mean... So, but yeah, it, it's interesting, right? Because I agree. It's that spontaneous feeling of gratitude. What, now, when you say grateful for the sky and grateful for that tree, like grateful to whom? Grateful to what? Because it's, let's wait, let's read the definition Whoa. of gratitude. Oh, nice. The quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation and to return kindness. So there's some sort of reciprocation inside gratitude. Oh, well, how do you define thankful? Pleased and relieved. Expressing <laughs> thankful means pleased and relieved? Relieved? Okay. Yeah. I, I, that must be some, like, archaic definition. <laughs> it is from the Old English definition of thankful. I uh, think it just means appreciating something. It they, does, you don't even have to know, like, to who. I don't know if it has to be to anyone. She was thankful that the evening was over, is the example that they use. <laughs> Grateful, appreciated, filled with gratitude, relieved. Relief. Relief. Oh, so As maybe if, you can say, let's say I can feel, I can feel relief when I appreciate this guy. Yeah. Maybe it's like, it's like a relief from, it's a relief from your daily, trivial, silly injustices that bog you down that actually don't really mean anything in the long run. So there's an element of relief and gratitude. So times where you feel like a burden has been taken from you, then you're like, wow, I feel free. I feel the weight lifted off my shoulders. I feel relieved. I feel thankful. Wow, wouldn't that be fucking nice? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, for me... Yes, let me uh, ask you, how do you feel about gratitude, Hannah Hart? I feel very, I, I guess, like, um, my gratitude is linked with guilt. Like, I can't separate... In the coin of my mind, I my gratitude coin, on the other side of it, is guilt. And I don't know why or how to unlink those. And it really sucks. Like, I feel... Gratitude is also affiliated with mourning and loss for me. Like if I'm sitting there and I have the presence of mind, let's say I'm having a, a, a really delicious meal at the end of a good, productive day. I'll sit there and I'm like, wow, I'm really, I'll get overwhelmed by this feeling of gratitude, I guess. But it, I, like, I'll feel grateful for that moment and I'll like see myself in the moment and I'm like wow we have so much we live like kings this is insane I, I am so aware of everything that we have and I'm grateful for it and then immediately I feel guilty for having it I feel mournful for its passing I feel like I wish everyone could feel this way and it disperses I don't I, I don't want it to be like that but I feel like that mm. you know mm -hmm. fix me doctor <laughs> Okay, wait. What if you just accepted that that is part of your gratitude process? It doesn't feel good. doesn't leave me feeling good. It leaves me feeling burdened. But I think the more you, if you try to push away that part of it, it's just going to get stronger. You know what I mean? Maybe. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you might be right. It just feels, 
I wish that I could feel grateful for what I have without feeling like it's so unfair to those who don't have it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, you know? I think that's pretty common. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to just have everything because you were statistically born in America. Mm-hmm. And other people weren't. Born as a white person in America. Born right, as a white right, right. middle class who went to upper middle class mm-hmm. who's now me <laughs> in America. <laughs> And guys, if you're listening and you have some thoughts or theories, please leave it in the review so I can read it later. Fix me, doctor's internet. (laughs) I went to therapy today. I I forgot. I was going to talk to my therapist about gratitude and be like, why do I feel so guilty and so bad Mm -hmm. all the time? Okay. Well, a few things come up for me. I think since you're feeling it so strongly, it's clearly an indicator of something. No, ignore feelings. Uh Ignore it. (laughs) I put it away because it's not useful to me. Yeah. So I would just pay attention to it as much as you can. And also, to me, it sounds like I don't think you could be having this kind of reaction if part of you didn't think you deserved all the things that you have. I feel bad even hearing that sentence. (laughs) Well, we have to sit and contemplate gratitude. And that's what we're up to here today. So in an effort to try and unlock my uh, tension and anger and guilt and... I mean, do you think, are you like, who am I to have all these things? Who am I to have anything at all? Ever. Right. But like, also, isn't it so sad that I have all these things and others don't? Shouldn't they have all these things? Why is everything so unbalanced? I don't think it's sad. I feel sad. I mean, it's, it is unbalanced, perhaps. But... I think it's great that you, a person who is not a fucking asshole, <laughs> finds yourself in a position with resources to help others. And you take that position all the time. You have a charity foundation, you volunteer, you donate money, you are very active in the community and politically, and you're like a model citizen, dude. <laughs> I can't believe you feel guilty. I do. You know? I do. I do feel really guilty. And the idea of trying to start a gratitude practice it makes me feel more angry and then i'm like wow i'm angry at myself for even being angry around the topic but in an effort to work through that emotional roadblock hannah and i decided to record our thoughts in a gratitude journal for Mm -hmm. a week i'm not gonna lie i did it for again like two or three days i did it for five days oh very nice (laughs) inconsistently oh uh hannah gelb i have a thought Yes. What if we just didn't talk about these journals? <laughs> I don't even know who I'm angry at. I don't know what I'm angry about. Well, you know, I have some thoughts that you may dismiss. Mm. <laughs> Go <take>. on. <laughs> but I do feel like you've had a uniquely difficult childhood. Who? Yeah. <laughs> and upbringing. And, you know, maybe it's kind of this residual sort of anger at having to just like, you know, mm. being in a really tough situation and having to really do everything for yourself. Mm. And you were emancipated when you were 15 and you had to be a parent to your parent and a parent to your younger sister. So maybe you just feel like, God damn it, I just I've worked so hard and I'm tired of feeling like I should be so grateful to everyone else. Maybe you just want to be grateful to yourself. I don't know. That is my completely uh half-brained whatever whoa i can honestly say i definitely did not write down myself at all in any of my journal entries that's interesting i was 16 and a half okay (laughs) (laughs) hi my name is hannah my nickname is uh the accuracy police (laughs) 
yeah. 16 and a half. Oh, you're like an adult. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you're basically fully formed as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know what, dude? Perhaps. But I don't know. Okay, so walk me through it. So for our gratitude practice, we decided to do five things we're grateful for at the end of the day and record them. Hannah Gelb, how was this experience for you? What'd you think? Was it hard, easy? Did you look forward to it? So I kind of did mine at the end of the day. Okay, usually how was it? being how- like, uh, oh, fuck, I got to do that. Um <laughs> And sometimes it felt easier, like if I'd had a good day, like one on Monday night, I went to improv and I felt very like connected to others and I felt, you know, it was easy. And other days I was like, water, I don't know, like, you know, it just felt like a chore, felt like homework kind Mm, of. mm, But mm. that's not to say, like you say, I think probably throughout the day I had small moments of gratitude. But then when it came time, quote unquote, Mm, to mm, write mm. it down, I kind of i don't know i had to like come up with stuff or whatever well, tell me about your monday so let's see monday Ooh, i remember i went grocery shopping after improv and i felt very grateful grocery stores and small hills of colorful produce i mean it's like paradise oh. you know <laughs> it's just like here would you like lemons limes apples bananas oranges dragon fruit it's all here for you it's so amazing it's amazing, it's amazing. i look forward you know the apocalypse is coming one day we're gonna be like when we were your age kids there were grocery stores filled with food. Filled with food. As far as the eye can see. Temperature controlled food in abundance. There were so many apples that we would waste them. You could get strawberries in January. Which yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not the time when strawberries come out of the ground. Anyways. You know what you can't get ever? Rhubarb. I know this because I look for it all the time. <laughs> I love rhubarb. I think that's a summer crop. It is. It's so hard to find though. Mm. Should move to the south. <laughs> just stared at me blankly <laughs> um, anyways small Ooh. small colorful hills of fruit i love that colorful hills of produce see i'm just there i just want to sit in that feeling and be like yeah small colorful hills of produce god that's so beautiful i immediately feel bad about it anyway i'm, I'm go on go on go on i, I just keep this returning really interesting dude. i know um, we're gonna get through this okay okay, okay this was really nice because it doesn't happen Ever, um, I said, you know, I'm grateful to myself for giving myself the chance to do improv. Aww. You know? It's good. Um, and then I went back to hating myself. No, just kidding. Okay, number three, <laughs> being a healthy person. Nice. That is always amazing. Healthy meaning like 10 fingers, 10 toes, one heart, two beating lungs. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I don't have to take insulin or like, oh, you know. Like I, Maggie. Oh, I know. Aww. Like so many people out there. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so grateful my pancreas works. Oh my god, yes. I know. I don't have cancer. Knock on wood. You know, you're, I, yeah, you're, you're young and healthy. functioning. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when you have your health, you have everything. That's what they say. That's what they say. Number four, Sailor Moon, obviously. I mean, that's just like <laughs> an ongoing. That's like if my heart is beating, then I'm grateful for Sailor Moon. Basically. Yeah, if, if, for those of you listening, you may not know, but uh, both Hannah Gelb and myself are profoundly attached to uh, the teachings of Sailor Moon. Maybe we should write a book. Yeah, man. I'm there. It's called What Sailor Moon Taught Me. Desio. Oh, yes. <laughs> Done. We're going to go work on that later. Yeah. Oh, number five, my gift of sleep. Because, everyone out there, I have an amazing skill of being able to sleep. Yep. And I'm so grateful because I know several insomniacs, Hannah Hart included. What's up? But I can just, I can sleep anywhere at any time. That is such a good gift. That is such a great observation to be grateful for. You want to bring it back too? I think it's because I was born 10 weeks early. That's 10 weeks of rest in the womb denied to me. I Mm. think I'm still catching up on that sleep. But in any case... I just find I I I fall asleep easily. I can fall asleep on a bus, a train, like someone's lap. Dude, that is such a skill. <laughs> you really do. And Hannah usually takes a nap at my house every time she visits. She's like, "Well, 
I'm gonna go take a nap now. I wish I could fall asleep just any time, and I wish I, w- I wish I could fall asleep ever. Actually, dude, I really want that for you. Uh, uh, me too. <gasps> oh, I love it. Is that the last one? Yeah, that's number five. That's number five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so after you recorded your gratitude journal, did you? How'd you feel? Well, I think I, you know, I was like, hey, yeah, I like these things. It was pretty. It went pretty well. Mm. I still just felt like. I don't think I need to be writing these down. Yeah. But then again, I guess the idea is you can look at it at a later time and be like, wow, look at all this. No, I do have a lot in my life for when you're having a hard time. But like, I don't know. I still just... It doesn't... It seems pithy, right? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, can't we keep anything to our fucking selves? Does everything have to be listified? These are supposed to be tools, Hannah. These are <sighs> tools that are supposed to help you increase your level of presence and gratitude, etc. Yeah, whatever. I feel like <laughs> most people are like, oh, good. It's something for me to hashtag on Instagram. And then I have to look at that and be like, oh, wait, I didn't feel grateful for that today. Fuck me. What if we're just too bitter? What if we're just too bitter people who can't get the benefits of a gratitude journal? I don't think... uh, Do you really think me and you are bitter people? (laughs) I don't know. I just imagine that, like, I guess what I imagine, what I imagine a gratitude journal to be is for people to be like, wow, I've really learned how to be in a state of reflection and acceptance and gratitude from recording these things into a gratitude journal. But I don't feel that way. But you don't. Who knows? Who knows what other people's experiences are? I know. I'd love to know. And I hope you guys let us know (laughs) in the reviews. Please let us know. I want to talk about gratitude. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, buddy. Yeah. How was your day of gratitude? Oh, my gratitude journaling? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, I put it in this little book. (laughs) When did you write yours? I wrote my gratitude journal from the hotel room in Florida because I was uh, on a plane that day. And I landed, and then I had to go to bed for my early call time in the morning. It was late at night. I don't know. I got off the plane, went to the hotel room, and decided I was going to write my gratitude journal. It's probably like 11, maybe. Mm -hmm, Maybe. mm -hmm. I don't care. and I don't know. (laughs) Okay. My gratitude journal is as follows. I am grateful for having found a pen in my hotel room. I am annoyed that I didn't have one in my backpack with me because I think it reflects that I am not writing enough. (laughs) Okay, we're off to a great start. Number two. This one actually is something I think about daily, just in general. I am grateful for being young and healthy and that all of my loved ones are still here with me. I think about that a lot. You know, I think about that. If I get in an argument with someone, if I have a really bad day, if something doesn't go as I expected, if I get bad news, etc., I often pause and think, this is the time in my life where I am here, my family's all here, and this time won't last forever. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's beautiful, dude. I think about that a lot. Maybe the whole point of Gratitude Journal is to find out what your priorities are. Maybe that's what I'm grateful for right now. I don't know. Number three, I am grateful that I have so much in my life that I feel constantly guilty for not being grateful enough. Fun. Wait. Hmm? Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> I am grateful that I have so much in my life I can feel guilty for not being grateful enough. Ah, oh, gotcha. I can tell that this was not easy for you to make this list. <laughs> uh, the next one just says, I am grateful, I think, question mark. It's, that's my number four. Uh, now my number five uh, says, I am grateful to be doing this exercise and is immediately followed by scribbling and me just writing blah. So that was my experience with it. <laughs> wow. There's a lot to unpack there. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Is there? 
But no, I did it. And then, yeah, I guess... Oh my God, I think that I don't like the idea of a gratitude journal because my relationship with gratitude is complicated and a little bit triggering. And I think that for me, it doesn't feel good to write down my gratitude journal because I'm trying to work on allowing myself to have a full spectrum of emotions, right? Not just a full spectrum of like, oh, I'm being, am I being productive or not? That's pretty much how I weigh everything. Is this utility or not, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to just have a more transient relationship with emotion, like to allow different feelings to come and go and to express them in different ways. And I think right now with the gratitude journal, it is kind of what you pointed to. It is that I've spent so much of my life using gratitude as a survival mechanism, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. being like... Or like maybe I, kind of like a, like a blanket. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it just something like a like a thing to return to in times of crisis, mm-hmm. you know, because there's been a lot of crisis in my life. I think that I've used gratitude as a way of grounding myself and keeping from sinking too deeply into despair. You know, like I always think I'm grateful to have water and food and shelter. Mm-hmm, and even mm-hmm. if it's even if there's if the world is falling apart around me, am I sleeping in a bed? Is another thought I think. Mm-hmm, am I mm-hmm. sleeping in a bed right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And mm-hmm. that's something I use to ground myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is my non-professional, mm. non-educated. I'm not a professional, you guys. Are you about to analyze? I'm about to analyze Whoa. some shit. Oh shit. I mean, to me this sounds like you haven't allowed yourself to fully feel what we call uh, negative emotions, quote unquote, like your despair, which everyone feels, your anger or resentment. And I feel like that's why you can't fully experience gratitude. Because if you can't experience the one fully, you can't experience the other fully. Is this like a sorrow and joy thing? I think so. I mean, I think, you know. Explain that. Explain the sorrow and joy thing for the listeners who don't have our shorthand. Are you referring to the uh, Khalil Gibran poem? Yes. I am. Well, you know what, Hannah? You know what I would love? Hmm. Will you read the whole thing? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Great. Okay, yes. I'm going to say yes before I change my mind. Okay, good. <clears throat> On joy and sorrow. Oh, man, it's about to get really deep. I'm ready. Your joy is your sorrow unmasked, and the self same well from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And is not the lute that soothes your spirit the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, look deep into your heart and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that has given you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight." Some of you say, joy is greater than sorrow, and others say, nay, sorrow is the greater. But I say unto you, they are inseparable. Together they come, and when one sits alone with you at your board, remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. Oh, I love that poem. There's actually some more, but that part, the long, that last stanza is I always, always think it should end there. Well, I don't really understand what he's talking about. I feel like I should take a class on this poem. But I think what is, the, the, the let's focus on the beautiful part, Okay, which is, that together they come, and when one sits with you at your board, remember the other is asleep upon your bed. And also, the deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Yeah. 
I think that's really beautiful. I love that. I love this poem. I think you have so much great stuff in your life. So when you have unpleasant things come up, like despair, you feel like you're not allowed to feel those because there's so much to be grateful for. But the mm. truth is, everyone feels those things all the time. Mm. And you have to allow yourself to feel it all mm. deeply, or you can't feel anything deeply. Oh, God, I hate that. Like, right now, I'm, I mean, like, I get it, I get it. But, like, it sucks, you know? It's like, I don't want to, you know, as a child or as you grow, we all have things in our past that we haven't had either the capacity. Like, if you're a parentalized child early on or if you go through a lot of adverse child environments, et cetera, et cetera, you uh, encounter things that you don't have the capacity to process. And this can range anywhere from you know, physical, sexual, mental abuse to uh, your parents getting a divorce and you weren't allowed to talk about how it made you feel like or you didn't even know how to feel because you were seven, etc. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got trauma and everyone's got process. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel the despair that I had as a child. I don't want to. That kid lived. I'm alive. I'm done, man. I don't want to do it. Of course you don't want to. I don't want to do it. No one wants to feel unpleasant things. I don't. I I mean, no one's good. I mean, hello. I think half, everyone is just drunk all the time. Why do you think that is? Because no one wants to feel anything. Yeah. It's true. I guess it's tough. It's tough being alive. It's tough. I just, yeah. It's like, I know I have a lot of unprocessed anger and I have spent my lifetime just turning that anger into myself. May I bring up something? Yeah. That you can dismiss if oh, you like I'm so ready <laughs> okay well this one time when we were living in san francisco i remember your mom was having a tough time and you were having a tough time and you were working like nine jobs and you were still like my life is great i remember you saying that i remember you saying i have a great life I and did. i was like and and I remember you were talking at one point to Naomi. I was working six days a week. I remember that, yeah. At those two jobs. You had a nine to five and then a six to ten or something. Yeah, six to midnight. Duh! And you were like, you were on the phone. You were with Na- talking to Naomi, your sister. And you were crying, which never happens to everyone. Hannah never cries. I and never cry. Never cry. you were like, I feel like we're taking so much better care of mom than she ever took of us. Oh. You know? Oh, man. So yeah. So, of course, you're like, still mad. <laughs> especially when uh, it seems like everybody else just has a normal childhood normal Mm. mother whatever we've all got our own stuff you know and yeah that it's tough but then what do you even do with it i get yeah that's like the hard part about quote unquote like unlocking these negative emotions is that if i even accept that i could i just don't even know where to begin processing them my therapist brought this up the other day because I was having a discussion about comfort and my partner was asking me, what can I do to comfort you? Because I asked her that and she's like, and you? And I was like, what? Et toi? I don't have any idea. I mean, I don't know. What is like, I really don't know. I really don't know what to do with negative feelings besides like, like if I've been using gratitude as a coping mechanism and grounding myself with it. But it's not fully allowing myself to feel that stuff. Who <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. What do you do with anger? Dude, I mean, honestly, I think this is a really important point because I think most people don't feel anything. We're just thinking about our feelings. But that's not the same as actually feeling a feeling. A feeling is really transitory, you know? It comes and goes. Yeah, like no matter what it is. Like when you cried. Yeah. 
earlier. But and I you were like, and you just cried. Now it's gone. Right. How, now how it's do gone. You feel? <laughs> I feel so much better. <laughs> I mean, but I feel most of the time that's not what happens. It comes up and then you're like, I don't, should not feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. So I'm thinking about it. And then that makes it like take forever to process. So to how, how do you actually feel a feeling? That is an excellent question. <laughs> that is an excellent, excellent question. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, have I ever felt a feeling? Or right. do I just think about everything? How do we know? I mean, I, I can tell you one thing my therapist told me once. Yeah, man. Right after my huge breakup. Big breakup. He was like, when the sadness comes, because I was talking about sometimes I'll be work at work and then all of a sudden I'm like, I can't even function at work because I'm so sad. Mm, and the, the midst of heartbreak does that to you. Right. And he was like, I think you have to say to the feeling, I can't feel you right now because this is not the appropriate time. But when it is the appropriate time, literally lie on your back with your arms and your legs like this and just try to like let it go through you. Whoa. Yeah, I tried that. Did it work? Maybe. I just get so overwhelmed by my feeling. I think my fear is that I have this box. Like my fear is that it will subsume me, you know, like that I will be so overwhelmed by my feeling. uh, I will dysregulate myself because I haven't I don't have a lot of examples of emotional regulation in my lifetime. You know, I have a lot of examples of people who have mental health issues, you know, like schizophrenia, psychosis, like, I don't know how to properly regulate my emotions, you know, and my dad's in a cult. Like what he, you know? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Big time. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, yeah. so here I am. And yeah. it's like, I, I, I think I've been trying to use gratitude as like a, as a blanket, but I use it more like a whip. It seems like you're using it to whip yourself. Yeah. You're really using it to find reasons to be angry at yourself yeah i'm like See, wait, don't do oh that. my god wait if i'm taking it then i'm just taking the anger and displacing it but if i'm using it to be angry like let's say i feel angry or frustrated or sad about something i'm using realities of gratitude and the emotion is there i'm just translating it through a different lens and still oh that is not good i don't think <laughs> i'm like oh man i'm so disappointed and angry about this but hey you have so much hannah so oh, why are you angry at all? Oh, God, I know, no. I know. I'm really mean to myself in my head. It's really hard. I know, I know. Hey, but I don't do a lot of things that I used to do. Um, we should talk about this in one episode, but I had a lot of trouble with self-harm for a long time. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. And it took me years to get over punching things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. See, you've come a long way. Yeah, I have. You know, people say punch pillows. And I'm like, oh, it's, oh, sorry. It's harm reduction. That's what that is. Because I'm like, punch pillows. I literally, my first response to that was, what'd the pillow do to deserve that? I mean, I don't want to punch a pillow. That seems so aggressive. I'll just punch my own self, uh, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I really wish I could. Why does the pillow deserve better than you? (laughs) Who's to say? I don't know. That's just the moon I was born under. I just Mm. don't. Something I'm working on is trying to find worth. Right. Inherent worth. Where is that? Dude. IDK. I'll give yourself some credit because emotional regulation is hard for everybody. It's not taught. Again, most people are drunk. I know. Most of America's drunk. Most people are anesthetizing themselves all the time. All the time. Isn't, oh God, so often. And I even feel like the distraction of uh, the way we use our technology is another form of anesthetization. Oh, absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. a hard word to say. It is a hard word to say. (laughs) It is a hard. And you know, I think you're, maybe you're better at it than you think. I think if you went on that 
Jedi journey into your deepest, deepest despair, you would not fall apart or be subsumed. I think you would come out the other side. Mm. That's my belief. I'm grateful for you. Oh, you know, I really am. Oh, thanks, buddy. I'm grateful for your encouragement. I put you on my list. (gasps) I'm on your list? Yeah. You're on my list, too. Had I I continued it. How old are you? 31. 30 fun. (laughs) You have a... I think this is something that takes a lifetime to figure out how to do. Yeah. Like, you don't... You're 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 good, dude. You're oh, doing man. good. You're in your process. You're doing a good job, man. I, that is a goal for me. And yeah. I'm actually I'm really I'm really grateful for this conversation because it gives me a tangible goal that I can take with me the next time I'm talking to my therapist or next time I'm researching self-help topics of how do I unlink gratitude and guilt? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I unlink gratitude and anger, gratitude? How do I unlink these things? Because I think I've I've created a false like bridge between the two feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know, sometimes part of the process of solving a problem is identifying it mm-hmm, or solving mm-hmm. or changing a state is identifying the state. And having compassion for that state. Who? <laughs> Fuck that state. Oh, God. Well, this compassion, is Compassion, that's a four letter word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Compassion's a four letter word? Yeah. Is it love? I suppose. <laughs> well, what's the four letter word? I just mean it's, no, I mean, compassion is the four letter word. It's very loaded. You know what I mean? It's like... What's the four-letter word? I don't get that reference. Oh, really? Yeah, bro. Wait, do I not get this reference? (laughs) I thought it meant like it's like a dirty word, like like fuck, for example. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're learning so much today. I love it. Today's been great. (laughs) Well, I think I'm at capacity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like maybe this episode, I, well, first of all, thank you so much for kind of helping me work through this stuff. Um, gratitude is something I, I feel a little frustrated with. Yeah. So next week, it's your turn. What's something you're frustrated with or about? The men folk. Men? We can't just do up on men. <laughs> okay, no. Can you, can you get more specific? More specifically, I guess I would say dating, dating and dating apps. Dating and dating apps? Yeah. Dating and dating apps. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll see you there. Also, that should be a slightly less extremely heavy episode, I would hope. (laughs) (laughs) No promises. (laughs) Right? Actually, no, I take that back. Whatever happens is fine. That's right. I love it. If you guys haven't already, please rate and review. Leave us a note. Let us know your thoughts. And subscribe to this podcast, uh, which goes up every Tuesday. Done! Okay, guys, we hope you've enjoyed listening. We'll see you later, earbuds.